Thank you for downloading Pastor Reza Safa's audio podcast from the Apple iTunes Store. Whether listening on your iPod, your tablet, or your computer at home, we pray these messages are a blessing to you and aid you in your spiritual walk with Christ. For more information on Pastor Reza's teachings and ministry, please visit www.rezasafa.com. See, that's two address. I'm here. Jesus here and the Father over there. So they said, we've seen you, but we haven't seen the Father. See, that's the Old Testament. Jesus says, Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long? Have I been with you so long? See, they asked, Philip asked for the Father. Now the Father is talking. Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me, Jesus is saying now, has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? I and our Father are one. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. So Jesus has given us two hints here of unity between the Father and the Son. He says, number one, is the works that I do. Number two, the words that I speak. You know, works and words combine, it's a nature. You say who you are. And you do what you are. You do what you are. You say who you are. Your words indicates who you are on the inside. For the words are what? Are overflow of what the heart is full of, Jesus said. So what you say is who you are. And what you do indicates who you are. So the works and the words is a combination indicates our nature, our personality, our character, who we are. They say if a, somebody is a shoe salesman, the first thing they look at you is your shoes. They, they deal with eight hours with shoes. So it's obvious. If they're a suit person, the first thing they look at you is how you're dressed. If they're a mechanic, they look at your car first, <laughs> first time they see you. And so on and so forth. So in other words, you, 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 you think, you say, you act out what you are. Jesus acted out. He says, if you don't believe me, believe the works that I do. Believe the words that I say. What was the works of Jesus? You know, when we think about works of Jesus, we always think about miracles mainly. But really... You want to see the works of Jesus, look at whatever Jesus did in the four Gospels. For instance, John chapter 8, you see, he dealt with a harlot woman. How he forgave that woman. In Matthew, you see how he fed one time 4,000 people, and how one, one time 5,000 people. You see Jesus, how res, 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 responded to children, how he dealt with children. You see Jesus, how he dealt with mother-in-laws. Amen. Hallelujah. So, 
What Jesus did was his miracles plus. It was his nature acting out. What was his nature? It was Father's nature. What is Father's nature? First John, the book of First John, chapter four. What is Father's nature? What was what was those works and word inspired from? What was the source of it? What what was it that created those works? It says here in verse eight. He says, "He who does not love." does not know God, for God is love. So everything Jesus did, because he was one with the Father, the inspiration of it was God's, the Father's character, the Father's nature. And Father is love. And so everything Jesus did was the initiative of it, the source of it was love. Love was the engine behind everything Jesus did. The love nature of God in him caused him to open the blind eyes, caused him to raise Lazarus from the grave, and and on and on and on. Now in the new birth, we are born of the same nature. First John chapter 4, since you are in John, verse 4 it says, you are of God. Little children, and have overcome them, talking about spirits, antichrist spirits, plural. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Going back to Hebrews chapter 2. The book of Hebrews chapter 2. Look at in verse 11. For both he who sanctifies, that's Jesus, and those who are being sanctified are all of one. That means I'm born of the same stuff Jesus was begotten of. I carry the same personality, the same genetic formation, if you would, that Jesus had it in him. For which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. That means I'm of the same kind. Hallelujah. Now go over to John chapter 1. Now I know you know these scriptures, but there are many people that listen to us on TV and Internet that do not know these. So we cannot take it for granted. John chapter 1. Notice verse 13. Verse 12 says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Uh, gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Born of God. Born of God. Like begets like. I'm born of God. That means I carry God's stuff in me. I carry God's nature in me. God's nature is what? Love. But what does it produce? Produce works and words. God's nature. Jesus said, I and Father are one. If you don't believe that I am in the Father, then look at my works. And look at my, hear my words. That indicates that I and the Father are one. So, God, we are born, we are born of love. I believe every time a Christian walks outside of love, he's going against his grain of his nature. It feels bad. Yeah. Before when we hated people, we enjoyed it. 
Isn't that right? We plotted against someone. We just said, wow. I got him. He deserves it. We, we, we had a party and inviting people and celebrated it. But now when your enemy falls, you're kind of sorry for them. You feel bad if you plotted against their life. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Lord, I'm sorry. What is it? <laughs> it's love nature on the inside of you is reacting, operating in you, working in you, saying, hey, actually love is an indication that we are born again. First John chapter 3, if you would. Hallelujah. Oh, if we get hold of the stuff. Hallelujah. I think we are. First John chapter 3. Look at verse 10. First John 3.10. It says, In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Isn't that amazing? Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. Don't recognize somebody born again or not? Do they walk in love? Somebody walks into church, you know, well, I call them professional Christians. Not born again, but professional Christians. We, I've, I've dealt with these kind before. I dealt with one of them in Madrid, Spain. And I wrote in my book, my testimony book. And he saw me in Sweden one time. He came years later. He said, why did you write about me in your book? He wanted to slap me right there on the platform. Now, I've been hearing about all, everywhere this guy goes causes, creates problem. Division. Everybody is complaining about him. And I'm thinking, I'm questioning whether he's born again. Because he goes here and he talks against you and talks against Mike and talks against, and then he just creates division among brethren. And he creates animosity. The Bible says, if they don't practice righteousness, nor they don't walk in love, they are not born again. That's an indication that somebody is not born again. If they still have hatred in their hearts. Hatred in their heart. Hate is not the nature of God. Look at verse, 1 John chapter 3. Look at verse 14. It says, we know that we have passed from death, which means Satan's nature. Spiritual death means Satan's nature. We have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Abides in darkness. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has Eternal life abiding, that eternal life that's God's life. That Zoe does not have, Zoe cannot coexist with death. Zoe, eternal life cannot coexist with hatred. Hatred is Satan's nature. Zoe, God's life. Love is God's life. It's God's nature. It cannot coexist. These two nature duality. I've got another nature on the inside of me. That means half of me belong to the devil. The other half belongs to God. So when I die, God is going to chop me in half. Half of my spirit is going to go to hell. The other half is going to go to heaven. That's foolish teaching. See, 
It cannot coexist together. That's why God kicked the devil out of heaven. You can't live in here with that stuff in you. That's why God kicked Adam out of Eden. Get out. Because what's in you cannot combine it with here. Here's God put a guard around the tree of life. You couldn't, you couldn't eat from it. It's impossible to have death in you and eat from the tree of life. It's impossible. It's cannot, cannot. It's like oil and water. You keep mixing it, cannot mix. You cannot walk in love at the same time walk in hatred. Hate is so strong, I can even say I hate this food. Sometimes when I say I hate this thing, it just kind of, that word hate is too strong to use that. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are born of love. We, we feel the best when we're loved. You know some of these real, real TV? Sometimes I turn them on to see how is the condition of the world. This real TV stuff, these guys fighting and, and, and this fights against that one, this cusses and that. That, that stuff is so foreign to me, I sometimes think they pay people, act out like that. Can really people live like that? Is it possible for people to act out like that? Talk that foul mouth language like that? Well, Paul says they are dead spiritually. They have no relationship with life whatsoever. They dwell in the territory of darkness. That's darkness, folks. You go back by, you go talk against, that's darkness. That's why Christians feel at home when they are loved by a group of people. Why? Because we're born of love. An environment of family, Christian family should be an environment of peace, not constantly yelling at each other. Barking like a dog. That's that's dog's nature. That's the world's nature. Hallelujah. Abiding in peace. Walking in love. And it's quiet here today. We're born of it. Love is an indication that we abide in God. God is love. I have the same nature. That means I carry the same love nature, which means that love nature in Jesus that produced the works and the words, it has to produce in me the same works and the same words. Isn't that what Jesus said in John chapter 14? John chapter 14, he said, He who believes in me, do what? Shall do the same work that I have done, that I do, and even greater than these. He says it in, in verse, uh, in verse 12. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. What does it mean, greater works? It couldn't mean volume wise, because John chapter 20, 1 verse 25 says there are so many Jesus did that, all the books in heaven or on the earth could not contain what he did. So he's talking about, uh, he's talking about quality of works here. What kind of quality of works is it that Jesus did that I can do greater? Did you know Jesus could never deliver anyone from the domain of Satan? While he walked on the earth. 
He delivered them out of demon possession. But he couldn't deliver them from the domain of Satan. Why? Because Jesus hadn't died yet. And he hadn't conquered Satan for our sake yet. So he couldn't deliver him. He could cast the devil out, out of him. He could heal him, but he's, by his stripes they were not healed. You see this? Now, go over to Acts chapter 26. Look at what Jesus says to, Jesus says to uh, Paul. Acts chapter 26. The works, uh, producing the works in Acts chapter 26. This is Paul standing before Agrippa, giving his testimony, how he, Jesus appeared to him. And in verse 16, it says, but rise, the Lord told him, he said, who are you, Lord? And verse 15, he says, I'm Jesus whom you are persecuting. But arise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you to open their eyes. See that? Who's opening their eyes? Paul is. To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light. Who's turning them from darkness to light? Paul is, not Jesus. Jesus is not turning them. He made the provision. He conquered Satan. But he says, now you gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta, that's why the Bible says we co-labors with God. We turn them from the domain of Satan into the domain of God. We do the work of getting them out. Are you, are you seeing this? He says, he said, turn them from the power of God, power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. See, that's a greater work than Jesus did. Nobody got born again under Jesus' ministry. But under you and I, see, isn't that amazing? That Jesus did not carry that ministry, could not carry it because he had indigent. But look at Acts or the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Look at what Paul says here that the Lord told him. He says, now all things, verse 18, 2 Corinthians 5, 18. He says, now all things are of God. Who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us. The ministry of reconciliation. Or the service. Or the action part of the reconciliation. What does reconciliation mean? It means bringing, reconciling. It means bringing it one. Bringing an enemy of God and making him a child of God. I'm, I'm writing a book on redemption. You know, redemption is the greatest legal case in the history of mankind. No legal case has ever been brought to any court of the law where they turn an enemy a child of somebody. Legally. God did that legally through Jesus for us. He took us who were God's enemy and made us to become children of God. Not only that, but the same nature as God himself. And join her with Jesus Christ. That's amazing. That's, that's phenomenal what God has done through Jesus Christ. And now he's given us that ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Not imputing their trespasses to them. And has committed to us the word of reconciliation. You know, I think sometimes we preach a wrong message. We've always gone to the world. We say to the world, if you give up. If you get rid of this thing. If you do this. 
You know, the message of the gospel is not the message of getting rid of stuff. It's the mass one message, receiving somebody. Once they receive somebody, all that other stuff dies away in them. It's, it's, it's not a trait. It's only one way thing. Receive Jesus. You receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The moment they receive him, all that nature dies in him. They don't need to put it away. It will be put away by Jesus himself. Are you listening to me? So here he says, it's that's the ministry and God has given us the word. Listen, has committed to us the word of reconciliation. So not only he gave us the ministry of it, the action of it, the works of it, the deeds of it, but he's also given us the words of it. What does the scripture says? Romans chapter 10. Concerning works and concerning words. Look at what he says in Romans chapter. This is, this is precious. This is precious. It says in verse, it says in verse six, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven that is to bring Christ down from above? Or who will descend into the abyss that is to bring Christ up from the dead? But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word of faith, that's the word of God. That's the words of Jesus. Paul says, that word, God has put it in me. It's in my heart. The power of that word. Jesus did everything with the word. When Christianity is not known for words. Our words have no meaning. We vow to somebody say, till death do us apart. And they don't like hamburger and we divorce them over, they don't like hamburger. I like hamburger, they don't, and we, div- that's not, that, what kind of word is that? So we don't live by the power. We, we don't, I talked about how many words have you spoken? You believe in it in your life. Yes, last week. But, but God has given us that word of faith is in us. It's in here. How is it that Something I say goes over airwave on TV. 10,000 miles away, somebody lays their hand on an electric piece of equipment. And that power that I'm saying goes out to their body. And the lead. Have you seen these people that go through drug rehab? I just saw a program there on drug rehab on TV. It's incredible what it takes for some of these people. Detox them from from rehab. And how is it that my word come out and I say, if you touch that TV set, you're going to get delivered from drug addiction. And somebody who's been opiumatic for 20 some years, it's part of their being, touches that TV screen and something goes inside of their body physically and cleanse all that mess out of their body out. You say, what is it? It's God's word in me. And it's not like I heard, okay, okay, I'm going to. No, he put it in me. When I say it by faith, because I'm acting out the word, 
All power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Speak the word, therefore. But what do we say? We say our senses. We say our feelings. You hurt me. I don't like you anymore. I feel pain in my body. This thing is bothering me all the time. We say the words of men, but not the word of God. Study the words of Jesus. That's why we have the four Gospels. He did not complain not one time. Not one time. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next week for a new audio download of the Day of Salvation audio podcast. For more information on Pastor Reza's teachings and ministry, please visit www.rezasafa.com.